0: And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Loreforge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. This is episode number 21. And we are your hosts, I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Sonny.
1: I just want to live in Cash's new studio and possibly rent it out as an Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) Would you? (laughs) Cash, your, your new studio looks like the most relaxing place on the planet it is all woody there's like there's soft glowing lights and the the paneling and that's a that's like a fur pal i just want to curl inside your
2: studio and die buddy i want nothing more than to have you here and then (laughs) i will also spoon to keep you warm (laughs) but i'll be the big spoon
1: this is the best (laughs) i'm so excited
2: about this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to throw another yellow flag at me. <laughs> well, we're getting there. It's a good start. You're on the path. <laughs> well, no, thank you. Yes, I do have, uh, I got a new new setup. Uh, my wife and I worked really hard on it over Christmas break. I went for the corner of a tavern. Although, although Sonny and Jibs think it looks more like something straight out of Red Dead Redemption, which I it, can't deny. It it kind of does. Still but, a tavern. I mean, that's a, a event. It look. Yeah, yeah. I mean- yeah. You know, Arthur Morgan would definitely dig it. Oh. Oh, he would. Yeah. but <laughs> Yeah. Corner, corner of a, a quiet corner of a tavern. You know, I think
1: the best part about it is the warmth. Like, JB, are you with me on the warmth oh, yeah. of yeah. the studio? Like, oh, like it just sauna. looks so good. Yeah.
2: Like a song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that greatly. We I mean, worked hard on it. I'm very proud. No, I'm very, it, proud. It By amazing. the way, in, uh,
1: in, in response to the... Um, the questionable uh, opener that Cash had there. Wataro would like to remind us that Loreforged is now legal at the age of
2: 21. So, there you have ah, it. Very oh. good. A- approaching our third decade in more <laughs> episodes. Hey, we're decade. on our
0: way, aren't we? Speaking of, uh, Cash is here. Hello, Cash. Hi. Hi. Welcome, travelers. I had to make sure to introduce you. People know who the heck that other voice is. I appreciate you. Because you know it's the first time. <laughs> if it's your
2: first time, we are sorry. <laughs> You, you, do you wonder like at what point
1: somebody Wanders into this podcast and says I need to rewind about 10 to 12 Episodes to catch
0: some of these running jokes Oh absolutely You know oddly yes. enough we always would get emails When people would say I am st- I started And we're like you know two and a half years In at this point so hundreds Or not hundreds but you know Multiple episodes now Decades of episodes Sonny decades. Uh, decades. And so <laughs> we're getting emails and people saying Oh I'm starting at the very beginning And the sad thing is Like, it was near the end of the show's run, and we had been long gone at this point. And they finally get caught up on the episodes and realize we're done. And this is, like, (laughs) post eight months, like, the show's been over. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's talking about Lore Seekers, when we were doing Lore Seekers.
1: I never thought about that. So you had people, like, let's say in the last two weeks of you doing the show, it's like, I'm starting from the beginning. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a thing. And then you Oh yeah. no. Oh no. <laughs> you feel so bad. Yeah. Like, oh man, I'm so sorry. But yeah. We get
2: an email and we're just like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry.
0: Oh. Goodness. Can I
2: can I send you a hand handwritten
1: apology? <laughs> like I feel like this deserves a little more. You slogged through hundreds of hours yeah, of our no podcast. <laughs> just to find out it's we've been gone all that time. Oh man. Well, I can't wait for somebody to have a similar experience five years from now. Five years will from now. It be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting on episode one. I see that you're at episode 700. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody. Well, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, this is Loreforge. We appreciate uh, you all taking the time to push play and listen to the show. So, this week on the show, we're doing something brand spanking new that we're doing on the podcast, and that is Dev Discussion Week. Do-do-do. So, we're going to be coming through old ashes of creation dev discussions from years past and discussing them right here on the show also we're bringing coder back so that's fun
1: mm. and that is check out this thing on reddit would you like me to kick it off with that oh yeah shoot yes yeah, jump right in i can absolutely do that for you so oh boy he, my son just arrived home and the dog's going crazy and I don't I'm going to tell the whole podcasting world here he's got a girlfriend home with him tonight the dog or your son uh, oh well, the boy <laughs> the, the dog what the
2: dog does outside in, in the woods is none of my business all right oh, all right I would love to see you try and put some rules on your dog with a
0: new
1: girlfriend
2: <laughs> good luck
1: Anyways, oh. thank you for that, JB. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to be sure to put that one in my back pocket and pay you back at some later time. Um, we old. have we, we have KOTOR, which is check out this thing on Reddit. Uh, this goes back to our days with Guild Wars 2, uh, which had a fantastic Reddit, and Ashes of Creation is showing improvement, I would say. Uh, the Ashes of Creation Reddit is, is actually coming along, and it is from some of our co-creators, people in the Ashes space that have been putting stuff on Reddit and just frankly asking people questions. Um, And one of those people is Nice Gaming. And so (gasps) Nice Gaming is this week's KOTOR. I know him.
2: (laughs) Like Elf from Santa. Anybody? Is it just me? I know him.
1: (laughs) Well, this one, I, I actually didn't even know this was his until I looked up after picking it as the question. uh, I looked up the author of the question. I was like, oh, well, damn, that's nice gaming. (laughs) So here we go, easy plug for him. The question is this, and he put a poll up. So he said, which one of the remaining archetypes are you hoping to see the most leading up to alpha two in quarter three? Also, do you feel each archetype needs a showcase pre-alpha two? So the archetypes that he's asking which one do you wanna see the most of is the following. And I'm gonna ask you the question here, and then I want you to give me the answer that you think you would like, but then I also want you to give the answer of which one you think won the poll, okay? So, these are your four choices. Fighter, rogue, bard, summoner, okay? Fighter, rogue, bard, summoner. I'm gonna start with cash. Cash, you got to pick which one you want to see the most of, and then you got to pick which one you thought the
2: public wanted to see the most of. Easily-peasily. Uh, for me, with, with those choices, Rogue is what I want to see, for show. Sure. And I think, as much as I want to say it, I think Summoner won. Do you have any reason for your selection? Would you like to elaborate? Um, the reason for my selection, or the reason for what I think won?
1: Uh, The reason for your selection, frankly.
2: I want to see stealth badly. Uh, Rogue is the, I have three top classes that I have. Obviously, I'm playing ranger. Going ranger, fo' show. But in between the next two, if I was going to have an alt, it would be either a cleric or a rogue, uh, just depending on probably guild need. But uh, the rogue really does hold a lot of uh, intrigue for me, and it's most particularly the stealth mechanic. I want to see how it's going to be pulled off. So, and besides that trailer from years ago with that roguey play and that thing just freaking running up walls. and Oh, my God, that thing was so freaking cool looking. So, yeah, I would say for me, it is a rogue. All right.
0: JB. Here are your choices. Rogue Fighter, Bard Summoner. I would normally say Rogue, but in the spirit of being different, what I'm going to say is I want to see the most is Bard. Uh, I think that that is such a classic and underused class in the MMORPG space. The last time it was used, that I'm aware of, was Lord of the Rings Online in 2007. Unless I'm missing a game in there.
2: I always knew you were a thespian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me. I'm not even gonna bother <laughs> throwing a flag on that. We're just gonna
1: move right past it. Uh I agree, JB. I think it's gotta be that. Like
0: I have I have not seen a rogue or a bard in forever. Oh, there chat's already thank you, chat. Uh I guess Final Fantasy call- calls a class bard. So there- I guess there's Oh,
1: that. Final Fantasy 14 did. Yeah, yeah. Did either of you play Final Fantasy 14?
0: Um I was there for a Whisper.
2: A whisper? I was there for longer than a Whisper and I actually really liked it, but I was playing Solo. Uh. Mm hmm. I'm not, that's not me. I can't even play like single player RPGs if I'm playing by myself. Or gotta be in Discord talking to somebody.
0: Hmm. JB, which one do you think had the most votes? Summoner. Summoner. Yeah, okay. that seems to always have, and even if it doesn't, it seems to always come around or come up a lot by various people. It's not just the same group. It's, it seems to always be brought up, whether it's a forum post, a Twitter, rep- or an X reply just always seems to make its rounds all right last question before i reveal
1: things cash first do you feel each archetype needs a showcase of their own pre-alpha 2
2: um i do not think each class needs a showcase before alpha 2 launches and the reason that i say that is because it's not a priority for me to see, even though I get it, like combat is the cornerstone of any RPG slash MMO slash game period. Like it's, it really is the cornerstone. I totally get that. But for me, I would rather see more major game systems being displayed. Um, I think that would be, I would, that would be more important than showing more classes. So when I say that, I mean, things like, a proper node showcase where you can see something go from its origin all the way through fruition. I want to Ooh. see all stages of life of, of a node. Um, I think that'd be fantastic. A dungeon. I would love to see a dungeon. I would love to see siege gameplay, and I don't know if we're getting siege gameplay, but we are going to be getting some PvP gameplay around the caravan system coming up soon. That's what it sounds like. That's, good. That's what's on the docket for January, but... Yes. To sum it up, instead of having classes be a priority for me or archetypes be a priority for me, I think major major game systems would be first on my list.
0: JB, uh, no, I don't. I don't think it does. To be honest, I, I do think if if you wanted to do something, I'm going to harken back to, and I'm looking at it right now. It was posted 13 years ago. I was at a community college, getting my business degree. And it was a Wednesday. Star Wars The Old Republic had an update. It was Star Wars The Old Republic class video on the Sith Warrior. And they're still up. You can go to their YouTube page. These are like 1 minute and 31 second videos. If there's something they wanted to do, like forget doing a full-on showcase. Forget all of that. You're not going to be able to do all of that. You got other things that, like Cash was saying, things that probably need to be showcased more. Do a minute and 30 second long video showcasing the class. And then... That's it. I mean, be done. Like, you don't have to. I don't think that. And I I would hate for them to feel as though they have to do every single class. That just seems unnecessary, at least right now.
2: Then again, they have time. Mm,
1: Yeah. I mean, but when you really think about it, if the if this thing is Q3, right, and they're doing one big thing per month, like we have nine left. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we're into Q3. So you can fit in the
2: rest of the archetypes?
1: Well, I mean so you look at the chat and the chat's like okay we want naval, we want stealth, we want bards, we want, you know, combat, you wanted sieges, you wanted uh PVP caravan stuff. Like those are all big things, right? There's only so many buckets that they can put out there before
2: uh something like this. All right, I'm well, going to tell you Sorry, hang go on ahead. real quick. How many do we have left? Let's just let's look at it. We have We got four classes. Bard, summoner and uh was the last one fighter okay so that's four Uh they still need to show dungeons that's five sieges six guild seven proper node eight why do you keep saying proper node well because we we had we had the the showcase on the node but it showed just more of like the city like we didn't get to see the stages of the node like i want to see it go all the way from an encampment all the way up you think that's important
0: yeah that's a major game system it, yeah for yeah, sure. yeah it, it hasn't really sunny hasn't really been showcased since three years ago like in it's that it's a pillar regard. of the game yeah yeah uh, i mean we did have uh, well to be fair we did see a, a building upgrade or at least being built in that node stream you know yeah. we, i mean we saw the mayors fair. too we saw the
1: mayor showcase uh oracle in the chat is like hey that was a mayor showcase and that's that's he's not
2: wrong he's not wrong oh yeah he- Yeah, but, like, I I still would, like, we, yeah, we did see a building go up, but I want to see, I want, like, a zoom out to see, like, how things progress. That It's a major game system. Yeah. You want a
1: Rocky Balboa montage is what you want. (laughs) I do. I want to see him run, Ed. (laughs) You want the eye of the tiger and going from a tent to a metropolis. (laughs) Yeah, it's the thrill of the
2: fight. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, so I'm going to give you the results here, uh, but first I'm going to real quick, give you my opinion on this thing. I want to see the Bard. I, for all the reasons that JB said, I mean, I could have written down his answer and just read it aloud again. You just haven't seen a Bard in forever. And I didn't play Final Fantasy 14. I did play, uh, little bits of, um, Lord of the Rings online and man, like Bard, we all know what a Bard is, right? It's a pillar of RPGs, but You just never see them in MMORPGs anymore. So I want to see a bard. If we're going to take a crack at bards, let's see it. Um, The one that I predicted uh, was rogue, and I was wrong. The answer is summoner, and it's not (laughs) even close. Summoner twice as much as anybody else. Um, It was summoner, and then the next winner was rogue with about like half and just behind Rogue was Bard, and then quite a ways down was Fighter. Why so, do you think the big
0: draw... Like, what the draw is to the summoner? that makes So,
1: it- I had that same question, so I read through some of the comments, and I, from what I'm gathering, it's pets. Basically, people want to see how this game will handle pets and imps and demons and freaking anything, right? Like, because it's a very open-ended question. Like, well, what can you summon (laughs) right like what what are we talking about big things little things like natural things made up like demon sort of things or like what are we dealing with here
2: most unnatural (laughs) i think it's important to uh, i think it's important to say though that for those that didn't know the pet you can have combat pets in ashes of creation any archetype can have them that can help you and they will have more of a horizontal progression than a vertical progression. And if you utilize them for combat, then you will be giving something away. You will lose some type of power, but you got to think the summoner just opens that all up, right? The summoner. I think, I think it is with the exception of the summoner because the summoner is a true pet class, but I just, you know that was something that is relatively recent. I wasn't today years old when I found out about that, but it was relatively recent. Um, so if you didn't know, yes, every single archetype can have a combat pet, which is kind of cool. I think hmm. that's fantastic. I was today years old
1: when
0: I found that out. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I was See? thirty seconds old when I found yeah. I was, I was today hours old <laughs> when yes. I found that out. <laughs> oh, Someone got cool. learned. <laughs> yeah, JB
1: does that surprise you does the summoner surprise you I mean you guessed it so. it, d-
0: it does a little bit I mean uh, it, yes and no like I get it I mean warlock fans you know eat your heart out necromancer from ESO which the pets in that were very much more like a turret I mean you had the warden class that was way more pet oriented um, you know world of warcraft you know warlock hunter technically shadow priest if you pull out a, a void whatever it is um you know like it it kind of the list goes on of course there's all so many other games that have had pets in them and i get why it's an important thing you know like for me oftentimes whenever i would play a hunter it was because i felt as though even though i was in big gaming communities it always felt as though i had a friend with me you know every every moment i was questing i always have a friend hundred percent hundred percent Absolutely, could not agree more with that statement. Yeah, and it's, and even, you know what? The argument could be made when Swotor had your companions with you. I mean, that was, you felt like you were never alone. And it, it was a weird kind of, especially when you're entering a new MMO, it's a weird kind of security blanket. At least it was for me, you know, it's just like. Yes. I feel I have my blankie on, and I know my blankie's gonna gnarl people and attack them. <laughs> and I named it. And, and I named and it, it. Follows me
1: around. <laughs> you, you wash you guys it. You do know that
2: they have. You do know they have support groups for people like you. Yeah, I actually my signed blankie. up for one on my first meetings tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what is what is weird because I'm right there with you. I do. I enjoy pet classes very much. So. Uh, what is strange is going from having a pet class where, you know, you send your pet, like go off and do the thing, like go bite that dude in the kneecap. And they go do that. And you're like flinging arrows or whatever, at them, And then you go to a class that is just like a straight caster. And then the things are actually running up on you. Yeah. (laughs) That is such a dichotomy in those two different types of gameplay when you're, you don't have a meat shield in front of you. Um, I did, I found that out in in games on several occasions where it's like you're in easy mode just like us, oh, and you're lobbing arrows back and forth and then all of a sudden things are in your face you're like what are you doing back up <laughs> i think that
1: i mean you're right it, it, playing the pet class is a lot more fun than playing the class where the pet is on your kneecaps <laughs> that is not <laughs> a lot of fun cuz you know you know you're smarter than to just like divert your attention to the pet right so then the thing just gets to go ahead and eat you, and that's not great.
2: Um, you would be surprised in PvP how many people do not target you; they target your pet, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> just flinging fire the whole time, and they're just they're trying to CC my pet or trying to DPS him down. Yeah, there. <laughs> like you just have right at it.
0: That's how I am in arenas. Like, I'm frantically trying to throw down a frost trap, a, sl- a tar trap, just trying to slow those dudes down because that guy's got 47 wolves and they're all on my butt while I'm trying to <laughs> <run. laughs> hold den of wolves yeah. on me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I see the peel from a pet standpoint. You know, people wanting to have that companionship or just have that, um, that fun aspect of having a pet with you
1: totally get it it just works so well for lone wolf gamers you know like for people like me um that that don't play a lot of time with other people um when you when you deal with people that aren't in big guilds that don't have a lot of other stuff it is everything it is a pocket healer it is a pocket tank it is pocket dps it is whatever you want it to be you can go out into the world and it's a whole mini game of just finding rare and unique pets, and then you name them and you become attached to them. Yeah. I have two pets with me right now, Bert and Meat Dragon, and they are the best. <laughs> and I, I will not, I, I will not go anywhere without Bert and Meat Dragon. They're like I it's my whole game right now. Like I don't want to roll another class. Cause I know that I would have to leave those friends behind They're, Frankly, they're better friends than you two.
2: I'm throwing a yellow flag on that yeah. because I'm pretty sure meat dragon was the name of a seventies adult film. You should have said that on the show. Oh, uh, Okay.
1: Well, if you're going to give me this, I will give you the, I, I have to do it. I've done it on every podcast, every, like every show, not every podcast, but like, I'm going to tell you the origin of meat dragon. Every time I get a mount or a pet uh, in a game, one of them has to be called meat dragon. And it's because of my wife, Kelly, back in the day of Warcraft, back in the day of Warcraft, you had uh, it was a grind, right? To get to that mount, you had to get to 40. You had to have the money to do it. It was a big deal. It took months and months and months and months and months to get to 40, or at least for me, it did. Um, So I end up grinding out and I'm like in bed and this is like post law school and we're living together in this tiny town and it's one in the morning or two in the morning and I finally get to 40 and I go to Stormwind and I'm all excited to get this horse. I get the horse and I want to name the horse. I know you can't actually name the horse in Warcraft, but damn it, I'm going to name this horse. And so I wake Kelly up from a dead sleep. Oh, Mistake
2: and, number one. This yes,
1: is like just completely out, completely out. And I go, I'm like, you can imagine, I'm like shaking her, like, Kelly, I just got my horse. What do you think I should name my horse? <laughs> and she looks at me like stone cold, dead in the face, and goes, meat dragon. And then just
2: passes out <laughs> and goes to sleep. <laughs> oh that's so, so good
1: I'm like oh my god me- meat dragon it is <laughs> so, so that has stayed with me forever that is now everything everything is gonna be uh, a meat dragon oh so there you have it.
0: That's cheers so Kelly stuff. that's so good you know what though <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get on a tangent anyway yeah those are the good days the earning of great achievement in MMO like that
1: it's your podcast man tangent away do no. it yeah, I wanna hear
0: it Oh, now, I want to hear it. No, okay. Here's the thing <laughs> I miss those days, and I know we're going to see those days with Ashes of Creation when, oh, oh man, this is a lot to unpack. When you, it meant you feel like it meant something to earn something. So oh, yeah. that's why I'm such a fan, truthfully, even though I'm not playing it, of, and this to me is probably just. The current option I'm sure there's a million other better options that people can shout from the rafters at but classic Warcraft I love that gameplay style and I yearn for that truthfully I yearn for that for more than one reason one for leveling immersion and truthfully if I ever get a chance to make a video on it, I'll explain that but like that connection that you form with your character you can't find that in MMOs nowadays because you can get from one to max and you know days just short amount span of days and you, you're you're given all these achievements, and it's so easy just to go buy things, and I'm running through a dungeon, and all of a sudden, I ding 20, and I can now, or ding, why am I flapping my arms like I'm flying? I don't, I don't I know. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hit 10. Maybe I'm thinking I'm a druid. I don't know. Anyway, I don't, so I hit level 10. <laughs> I'm running through a dungeon. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just happened. I don't know. <laughs> I and, like, so, oh.
1: and I can now fly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, like, get, where, where are you going with this?
0: I get what you're saying. and it, <laughs> it, You got more? It drives me nuts, man. Yeah, just a little. Just go, a little. And so it just bothers me when I'm running through a dungeon. I hit level 10 and, oh, while you're fighting a mob, you've learned how to ride a horse. How? <laughs> <laughs> how did I achieve this thing? Why are you giving me this? So I miss the old days, regardless of how awful the graphics may look. I don't care. I miss the days when MMOs, when you can invest yourself and just be like, man, remember that time when Sonny got to level 40 and he woke up his wife out of a dead sleep after months of grinding and named his horse Meat Dragon. I mean, you know, you had to go, you had to go buy
1: the horse from a horse salesman, right? From a horse seller. Yes. And he had to teach you
0: how to ride the horse. Yes. Yes. And instead of it all being given to you, and I'm sorry, this was a tangent and it was on a pedestal and I'm putting it away, but... That just always, it's a constant thing with me. It drives me nuts.
2: I don't think it's a tangent. I'm going to wrap it right around to Ashes um, because, you know, a lot of what Ashes is going to provide for us is that old school feel. And I, I enjoy that, too. Um, I actually saw a video on YouTube, and I think it was entitled something to the effect of, is convenience killing World of Warcraft? It is. Um and I, like I know that we're you know we're playing World of Warcraft right now just because yeah freaking Alpha Two's not here the game's not out Throne and Liberty's not available globally yet so right <laughs> this is where we're at but yeah. um I, there is a lot of conveniences in there and and you know you wonder that if when you actually go from a game of with a lot of conveniences to something like Ashes or something like Throne and Liberty which are probably you know is is the most recent. That is very, from what I'm hearing, it's very, very old school MMO type, um, old school RPG ish. If you go from something that has a lot of conveniences to back to something that doesn't, that's more old school, is it? Is it gonna hurt? Like, are you gonna feel that crap? I used to be able to like fast travel so quickly, and now like my entire game session is just getting to the destination. I'm staying there for an hour, and then I'm having to travel all the way back to log out. Like, it are little things like that, are inconveniences like that? Um, and your the fact that games, old school games like that, didn't respect your time as much as some of the modern conveniences do? Is that going to be an issue for you guys?
0: No, because it was never about the destination to begin with. It was always about the journey from the get-go. Like it was. good answer. I, I didn't care if... And I'll be completely transparent. My true first MMO experience was Lord of the Rings Online. I was level 16 and I was in, I think, Bree or wherever the Prancing Pony is. Anyway, I'm in there and I'm just hanging out with players playing music. And I could care less about my levels. I'm enjoying the journey and that was a part of it. And it's just, you know, everyone has their own little thing and that they do while they're getting to max. But back in the day, man, it just... You cared more about the moment instead of about reaching end game to get your tier sets, to get into rating, to burn through it all. And then look at your computer screen and think, well, what game am I going to play now? Like it just it was a different mindset now than it used to be. And it bothers me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Such an old soul. Listen, you're all grumpy. I love it.
0: It's. I mean, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know, right? Like, I just don't know if there's room for that in the world anymore. If they're going to make a game for a thousand people, then yeah, of course there's room for that, right? But if only a thousand people play Ashes of Creation, then we've got a big problem. So uh, the the thing that worries me is things like Wildstar. You know, when Wildstar came out and they're like, we want to bring back hardcore rating. And we want to make this game for the one percent, and it turns out that only one percent of people were interested, in it, and that was a problem. <laughs> yeah. So then you didn't have WildStar anymore. And you know when you have when you have MMOs come out, and we have we have some people in our community that are dear friends, uh, but I read the chat sometimes, and they talk about power leveling through the content and getting to the end and then saying i hope there's enough end game to keep me busy those like, people are not our friends,
2: Sonny. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> what are you doing, right? Like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. You are not making any sense. You are playing a game as
1: fast as you can and then complaining that there is not enough content at the end to keep you interested. Like, that is the, what a psychotic person would do. That doesn't make any sense as an MMO gamer, and it drives me crazy because I know that they are not alone, that this is a thing where if there's not enough endgame content, and there's a ton of content in the middle that people just skip and blow over that like it's it's apparently a bad game and it's not worth playing and that just drives me crazy so i don't know like i don't know if we're a dying generation and that's the way the games have to be made now or what
2: i love that you said that because it, it, i was gonna say like with with the risk of you know sounding get off my lawn is that a generational thing because, That's the real question, know, now, right? Yeah. It, yeah. And and like, I don't mean it as a slight on, on anything or anybody, but I think it, it is just a fact of life. I have a 20-year-old daughter, and she, the way that her mind processes things is so much faster than how my mind worked at that time when I was 20 years old. Like, she just—if she has a question to something, she she doesn't have to go to an Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> she can go— straight to the google box on her phone and get the answer. So so instant satisfaction I think is it is a real thing but it is self-imposed. We've done it to, to ourselves as as a society and it's just transferred over into games. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's right or wrong. Um I just I know what I liked back then and I know that I I do like games like World of Warcraft as well, that has that has a lot of modern conveniences of of MMOs. I can play both. I am kind of happy to go back to the old school way. I truly am. I remember the old ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, one last thing before we move on. Uh like our friend uh, Wildstrike Wild Zach from Moss Isley Radio, who's talk about your blasts from the past, who's joined us in our little community. Um, he had a great line. He's like wow is just not an rpg anymore and we're like yeah you know you're right it's its own thing it has been it has become its own thing it's not built like anything else it doesn't play like anything else and it sure as hell doesn't play like an rpg in the sense of dungeons and dragons right like it's got meta classes and whatever's hot and all the other stuff and the keys and like it just it's its own world with its own language. So it's not a great example of things like that, but I'm frankly excited um to go back to something like what they say Ashes is going to be. Mm. And I mean like this this could be and this is scary. This could be the last hurrah at something like this because if Ashes comes out and it is an RPG an MMO RPG in the sense that like we want it to be and it lands like a lead balloon then that's the end of that's the end of an era man like there there is just no more room for a classic MMORPG like that and I don't know I, I really do think this might be the last great hope for for a lot of us in this in this space mm-hmm.
2: it's funny you should say that we put a video out on that <laughs> it is ashes. The last hope for MMOs.
0: There you go. Go check oh, our YouTube channel. I say yes. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> go watch it. Self, shameless self-plug. Self-plug. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got your money's worth on that, tour. That was good. Oh, yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so uh, we're going to jump into the dev discussion week a little bit here. And so we've got two dev discussions. Now, I thought it'd be fun to start with the very first one. And this was posted way back in April 2019. And the question is asked, what makes a quest memorable? Are there any raids or events that you'll never forget? What made them unforgettable? Sonny, I'm going to start with you. So I have a couple in mind here. Um
1: unfortunately their warcraft i tried really hard to remember swotor quests that were memorable and honest to god like i could not think of a single one (laughs) i'm sure that like if other people told me them we're like oh yeah yeah i remember that i remember that i'm sure that you're gonna bring up the revan one uh and and everything like that i didn't i didn't hit that one as naturally as i should have i kind of got to it late and it was sort of already ruined for me Uh, So that one might have hit the list. But the things that I just remember being really big were when a new mechanic came out and they were able to showcase it. I remember coming through in the first expansion of Warcraft when you went through the portal, first of all going through the portal was a hell of a thing, right? Like, we're all lined up, we're waiting for the expansion, the expansion comes out, and you are in this place, and there is a gigantic portal there, and you have to go through it, and then you get to the other side, and it looks crazy, right? Like, you are on Mars now, and there is enormous like, bad guys, and you had to, there was things where you were flying around and dropping stuff, and it was just... Cool mechanics. So that's that's the first answer for me, is cool mechanics. And then the, the other answer is scale. And I think that that's why just inherently dungeons work so well, and especially in games like Warcraft, because they just know, right? But they're not the only ones. Like, uh, Swotor does it, and, and frankly, all, all MMOs do it. When you get into those things and you get to the quest objective and it's enormous, like... You feel small and they feel really big. That's it's like cheating. <laughs> it's just one of those things where those are the ones that I always remember as being just an amazing thing. Black rock upper Black Rock Spire is is oh. one of the things. Right. Uh, Ubers, as they called it way back in the day. And you're like running along a chain. Right. Like you're jumping and running along a chain. And this is a chain that is just a chain connecting one thing to another thing but it is so freaking massive that you're this tiny little guy running along a chain like that's the kind of stuff that in my mind made those memorable quests and we're talking like 1% memorable or even like a percent of a percent right i don't I you remembered them uh, that's yeah the that's thing. what i'm saying like i yeah. don't know how many quests i've done in my life this is the percent of a percent that I remember. And those are the two things that make it memorable is scale and cool
2: new mechanics that I've never done before. When you say that you don't remember how many quests you've done in, in your life, it makes me a little bit vomity because that immediately reminded me of getting the Lore master title. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Oh and they gosh. put an actual
1: number next to it and you're like <laughs>
2: yeah at the time it was 3300 quests in order to get that achievement at the time and I believe I, Jibs you were we were playing Warcraft together yeah. at that time was mm-hmm. it Draenor it was Draenor dude I think it was Draenor yeah 10 years ago oh my god so it'd be even worse now yeah there's like 6 expansions since then yeah yeah yeah.
1: Do they take it away from
2: you? <laughs> no, they did not take it away. No, I'm, I'm I'm grandfathered into that one. But if but like with Ashes, I I hope and pray that there are achievements like that. Like that that's something that we I'm sure there's going to be achievements, but that's something that we've never really dived into. Is in a in some type of an achievement system in Ashes, especially for something like that. Mm. I really, really, really hope that they have some type of a a lore master title, because like you know I'll neckbeard that game to get that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think for me, it's going to be what makes a quest memorable is <sighs> we are just over a year removed from this game, I think. But when a quest is hidden within an area that you didn't even know existed, and it turns into its own storyline. Cash, you probably know where I'm going with this. And yeah. Guild Wars 2, we were playing, and I just happened to climb up on a house trying to get to an area like you did way back when you'd play the single player role playing games or, you know, like you're playing Tomb Raider or something like on PlayStation one or two, and you're trying to get to these areas you're not supposed to get to. Well, that's what I was doing in Guild Wars 2. Just adventuring, just seeing the world, wanted to see what was going, what this was about. Ended up finding a hopping on the back end of this fence of this house getting back into this crevice that led me into a hole inside of a mountain that led me into a massive cavern fully fleshed out with a maze and a whole quest chain and a story and i'm like this was all hidden a one, good story it, it was one of the best ones i think i've probably I, it's probably it was, top five for me
2: it was a dead pirate captain yeah let us like like on this this journey to where, like, didn't we have to find his ship, his yeah. like, pirate ship or something that was in that too? It was just amazing.
0: Yeah. And it was all hidden within this crevice. And it started because it was like this just quest to see if I could get to a place. I remember you guys telling me this story and I was just like.
1: Go on. <laughs> and then <Yeah>. what? <laughs> well, did what we happened take you next? in there? We took, we took you in there. You did. did to but see like, that. You told me this story. You told me this story before uh, I went in there. You told me the story on the podcast. And I'm like, what? And then what? What happened? And, and, and you're like, and then the lights went out. And it was all black. And I, had to, I didn't know where I was going. I was just wandering around. Oh, we're <laughs> such
2: nerds. I swear to God, we're such nerds.
1: That yeah. was a gr- that was a great story though. Like and, yeah, and, awesome. and talk about like your memorable
0: quests. Like you guys were legit excited about that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. It was. I'd never seen anything like that before in MMO. It was so cool. Yeah, so so cool. Cash, did you ever yeah. say yours? You didn't. Say-
2: no, I I didn't. I get I got a, a few here. Um, and of course you know mine mine they always go back to to story and and NPCs. But um, for me. I think one of the biggest things is that if you give me an NPC that I can, that I care about and I enjoy, um, I will have a tendency to remember those quests more readily. Um, and, uh, an example of that for me is Varric in, Dra- in Dragon Age. Varric was every character's bro. He was just such a cool character to be around and, and to adventure with. So he, he was very, very, very memorable for me. Um, Jaina Jana Proudmore, <coughs> sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! If I could put Jaina Proudmore in my back pocket, she would be there <laughs> all the time. I love my wife. I love my wife, and I know I know that she is a video game character. But I might flip a hand grenade under my wife's chair to get <laughs> Jana Proudmore. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, excuse me, daughter I'm of the sea. Would you like to go on a date? saying. <laughs>
2: And you know the funny part is is that Molly would probably laugh her ass off if she heard me saying that. <laughs> oh,
0: she'd, she'd say, do be it. like, You go red ahead, big boy. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Oh. Okay. So um, like, she's out of your league, she's out of your league. totally. Totally. Um, if you give me quests with meaningful choices, so and what do you think is the one game I'm gonna go to on this one? Meaningful choices? Yeah, you, you choice, period. You have choices in quests. Guild Wars? Yes. Star Wars The Old Republic. Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah. Anything Bioware, really. You yeah, got really Anything Bioware. Bioware. Right? Yes. If you have, if you have, you know, you I'm thinking pretty much Kotor, for game, man. Any game. Kotor was huge. Uh the Mass Effect series was huge. Um, so if you give me quests that allow me to either Save the crew on the ship or suck them out of the airlock. <laughs> Those are meaningful freaking choices. They might not mean much to me if I'm playing a Sith or evil line character, but they sure as hell mean a lot to that crew that just got sucked. The airlock. Oh, yeah, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> they are no longer with us. <laughs> um, another thing for me is uh, is funny characters. You give me a funny character. Um, or companion that's part of a quest line and, and I very very quickly go, you guys are going to love this Shea Gorath in Elder Scrolls Online was funnier than crap because he would just talk, he would talk crap to you the entire freaking quest and it was hilarious, <laughs> call you a puppy killer and all kinds of stuff and the <laughs> other one, you guys are going to love this one, HK47 oh, oh yes the original the Mia, is one of the goats of NPCs that you could and he ended up being a companion in in uh, Star Wars Old Republic. But what a memorable character. Everybody loved HK 47. He was so badass. So that's for me. It it revolves around the story. If you give me some choice and you have some good, meaningful, memorable NPCs that I can do those quests with, I have more tendency to, to really remember those.
1: You know, when I said Guild Wars 2 and then you said Star Wars The Old Republic and you started talking about it, I remember now how many of those things involve decisions. Now, yeah. it's hard in an MMO to make decisions that matter because inherently that means that you're affecting somebody else's gameplay, right? Like if it only matters to you, then does it really matter? Um, it It isn't. Those are interesting choices. The companions thing, the decisions that you made with your companions really did matter because you couldn't ever go back, right? Like they were important decisions for the entire process of your thing. And man, you know, I really have very, very fond memories of the companion system. I loved those conversations. I felt like the characters, and this is, I mean, this is Bioware, right? This is what we loved about Bioware and all the Bioware games is that they just did a fabulous job of writing characters, of writing believable, funny, mean, sadistic, just hilarious kind of characters. No matter what they were going for, somebody had written that thing uh, well. And, you know, you'd, you'd argue which one of your guys was your favorite, you know, like this guy's a better character than this guy. And sometimes I would have a character with me that I knew was not optimal. That was not like the min max character that I should have simply because I enjoyed having that character with me. Like if that's not an RPG, then I don't know what is like, that's the pinnacle. Right. And then you talk about characters like HK 47, man, we could do a whole podcast on the Rushmore of NPCs, right? The Mount Rushmore of NPCs, and yeah. I think that it might start <laughs> with HK 47, the single greatest NPC to ever <laughs> be made. Like it's there's yeah. it, there's books with all sorts of references to HK droids simply because HK47 was such a well-written character. It mm. would be awesome. Awesome if Ashes of Creation could have NPCs that were as memorable. As those ones, I get that we're not probably going to get companions. I mean, who knows? We might get something where some people follow us around for a while, but not a true companion system, probably. Uh, oh, but man, it'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, but I just really want NPCs to be that memorable. Cadwell. I mean, they brought it up in the chat. Cadwell
2: was just an awesome one, too. Oh, right. Cadwell like Cadwell was awesome. So good. super cool. I'm gonna throw a gauntlet out. We we have a, a couple of friends in our community that that run a podcast called Questing the Multiverse, and it's our friends uh Conif and Shiloh. Mm. I'm gonna throw this out to them because it's it's more of, of an overall uh gaming podcast. I would love to see you guys cover that. The best NPCs, like a like in like a, a tier system. That would be the coolest segment for your cousin's show. I know it's an idea. I'm throwing it out there. You can take it or Take it or leave it. but um, Perfect it's for perfect, their show, though, right? It's perfect for their oh, absolutely. show. Um, yeah, if you haven't listened, guys, uh, Questing the Multiverse is a really, really fun show. Yeah, and our, uh, our friends do that. So, yep.
0: So, on that note, gentlemen, I want to move to the second dev discussion that we have for the night. And that is dev discussion 25. Now, this one was posted well over a year later. And this was, Do you enjoy, quote, gatekeeper bosses? In other words, a boss that is very difficult right at the start of a dungeon followed by a few easier bosses, or do you prefer linear difficulty and boss difficulty?
1: I'll go ahead and start this one. I think that this is one of those pure mechanical questions, right? Like this is for the true raiders because I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, the only purpose of doing this is basically a gear check. Right? They want to limit people from going through the end if they're not able to tackle the beginning. Now, do I like this? No, I don't. And here's why, because I think it takes away from that feeling of accomplishment. I want to go through the beginning and, and kind of face some of those bosses that I think that we can tackle. Because if I can't tackle those, and I know it's only going to get harder, well, I have work to do, right? But that work can be done on those earlier bosses and you could just get to harder and harder bosses. And I'm not talking about like cheap ways of making bosses harder. Like, well, they just hit harder and they have more health. Like there are bosses that are just simply harder because the mechanics are more difficult to coordinate with large groups of people. And, god knows back in the day you know warcraft you'd run a raid with 40 people when uh, how anybody coordinated that is just absolutely beyond me but it made for some hilarious early youtube videos with the dots the ma dots and all that <laughs> stuff <laughs> more dots It's <laughs> so funny right oh, but can you imagine like trying to coordinate oh. 40 people to do the same thing and like be in unison and then trying to like
2: do stuns and oh it's just like no mind that's blowing, why, right that's why i'm a guild leader not a raid leader <laughs> <Not> <laughs> we raid have leader. people for that sonny imagine <laughs> oh <my> doing <laughs> that
0: on the classic hardcore servers that people are doing full 40 man raid clears if you die your uh, debt you're done
1: unreal unreal like yeah
2: bro add on top of that you're gonna have experience loss in ashes oh yeah So you want to talk about like pre-planning and stuff for some of these raids. If you run into some of these bosses, there's going to be no. And and the other thing, too, is in a lot of these when a lot of these bosses are up, it's going to be something that's new to the game. A lot of people are going to want to experience that stuff. So you're going to have multiple guilds going for the same bosses in the same spot at the same time with the fear of death and XP loss. Risk versus reward, suckers. <laughs> I do like the
1: experience loss, though. Do you guys like that idea? I yeah. do like that. I think that that's cool, right? Like that is neat because it it really puts some skin in the game. Like, are we okay? This guy is 147 feet tall.
2: <laughs> are we really <laughs> ready to poke him with my spear? <laughs> well, you're damn not gonna. You're damn sure not gonna try and solo the thing. I am a bard. I have a loot. (laughs) This man is 14 stories tall. I
1: will
0: beat him in the toe with my loot. We might not be ready for this one (laughs) Sonny, would you enjoy if Ashes had an an ability where you, or not ability, a system where you could bet on experience? If you ended up dying, you'd lose it. Otherwise, you'd gain it.
1: You have me at, would you enjoy if Ashes had a system where you could bet?
0: <laughs> You're so predictable. <laughs> that's so funny. That was so true. That, that's part of the yes. course. Yeah, absolutely yes. Part <laughs> of the course. Yes. Oh, that's so
2: funny. One of the things in in the realm of experience loss, I just want to cover this real quick. Star Wars galaxies. I know I bring it up bring it up a lot, and I'm sorry, not sorry. um One of the big things that they had was with that with that experience loss that you would get. You would get chunks of your total health taken off when you died it would literally be you know your your red line for your health and your blue line for whatever um for whatever power you used and then those would be chunked down in black and it would just slowly start working its way down to where your total health and your total resource pool was way lower until you healed that and the way you healed that was going into med centers. Mm. And, the, and Master Docs would be able to give you stuff or heal you, and that's what would heal that um, that uh, you know health loss that you experienced, too. It was, like, it was just like a debuff that was on you until you healed it. And I loved that mechanic, along with the experience loss. It was so freaking cool. So I'm at least happy to see experience loss come back into um, Ashes.
0: Yeah, agreed. So what's your... And you know what? Like I why also why I love that is because there's not a level of convenience there. Like you no. had to go so and I, that's the one game I wish I could have experienced alongside you is Star Wars Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, having weird. that capability to where you have to go do something because of something and not having a convenience to get you there. That's that's MMOs. That is MMOs at its core in a lot of ways. That and deep yeah. systems. So what's your um so what's your take on the gatekeeper?
2: Well, kind of the way you explained it was a hard boss at the beginning and then just like kind of easier bosses as you as you went as you progress through the dungeon. I kind of like it the opposite way, but maybe a little bit of a morph of that. I like equal difficulty bosses throughout the dungeon or maybe, you know, some different mechanics and stuff that are thrown in. But I want the last boss to be the hardest boss. I think if a last boss has earned the master bedroom in that cave... (laughs) He should be the strongest freaking boss.
1: <laughs> I think that I'll clarify JB's question on this. That typically the last boss still is the toughest one. What you get with gatekeeper bosses is you get a banger right off the top, right? You get a tough guy right off the top and then it and then it drops down a bit and then you ramp your okay. way back up. So that's okay. really that like gear check at the beginning like hey, look, if you can't take this guy then just get the f out of here.
2: Yes. Because and if you that's ain't the taking case, the guy at the end. If that's the case, if it is meant for either a DPS check or a healing check or both, then I'm completely fine with that. I think that's completely fine. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see all bosses have the same mechanics throughout a dungeon. Mm. I want variety. Mm. And if you want to throw a tank and spank in there, perfect. Um, That's no problem. But I like telegraphs. I like different mechanics. I like when... A couple of players I really like when a couple of players have to peel off and go do a task. Not just like pick up an orb or something here, but you got to like do switches or if you have if, if they have to go and like disable some type of a trap or if they have to draw off a couple of mobs. I love tactics and mechanics and uh, and different things like that in games where it's not just staying out of the telegraph so you don't get. You know, hit by this or that. If, you know, little tentacles come up, you have to be careful for when they slap down and they don't they don't kill you. I want to see really, really cool, cool mechanics. And some of that I think we saw with uh, Tumak it, at the very base level. I think they said Tumak was a level 35 world boss. He's a level 35 world boss. He had some really neat mechanics in there that I really, really liked, like putting down his his weapon, his tree, just boom. And if you don't DPS that thing down, it's going to heal him to full. That's the kind of stuff that I really, really like. So DPS checks are fine. Healing checks are fine. I don't care if there's a really hard boss, like right off the bat, to, to give you the tickler, to go, dude, if you can't handle me, then you might just have to go back. Get farm some better gear first before you come back in and- yell. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay
0: with that. JB, do you like a gatekeeper boss at the beginning? I like both. So, like, the most thing that we're accustomed to is the ramp-up, right? It's like the roller coaster. You're going up, going up, going up, going up, and then you have the final boss! Yeah! You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the standard... <laughs> <Kirk with> the <laughs> everyone's slapping their <laughs> arms for just no reason, all the way down. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> whereas like and that's the normal thing right and it's expected to be that way I like I like variety and I, I don't know if it was New World I think it was New World or maybe it was ESO where I first experienced that variety whereas that first boss was like hey um, I'm gonna smack you in the face now and you're gonna have to deal with this until you can get better or get good um, and so I like that variety I, I like both I like having the hard boss at the beginning and the rest of it being a an easier time i like it when it's a ramp up i think variety at the end of the day is it's like it's no different than content creation they always say content or uh, yeah what content is king like and it's the same thing it's your content experience in a dungeon the experience of the fight it's at the end of the day it's king it's those experiences that that are memorable so i'm game for making it all over the board I don't know. Dude has do it. do one in the middle. Make the the middle boss the hardest one. I don't know. Change it up. Why not? Everyone likes a good I like challenge. the idea of the middle boss
1: being like a guy, like you just throw in a guy who's like harder. It, I don't love anything that's really linear, right? Like I like surprise. That's why we play these games, is to not be doing something mundane. We want surprise. We want interest. We want something that makes us laugh or, like, scares us or something like that. So to, like, throw in a w- wicked boss in the middle that has, like, a weird mechanic that's super hard yeah. and you got to get through them, you know, that's what wakes up MMO gamers. And that's what m- wakes up raiders. You know, they're like, oh, this guy. Remember this guy? Oh, yeah, that guy was brutal.
2: But then there's no buildup. Like, I don't care if you have a hard boss somewhere in the middle, but, but still like as long as we're still on that in agreement that the last boss should be the hardest boss Last boss has to be the hardest in in the dungeon because yeah. otherwise like like obviously there's no there's going to be no um uh dungeon dungeon finder or anything in this game which I think is fantastic so you might not have that uh that plague where people like there's one piece of equipment that's going to drop off of one boss and I'm mainly talking about theme park mmos um where there's there's a dungeon finder and if that item doesn't drop off the third boss that person just leaves group i'm out oh there's, no, there's nothing that the just works my soul worse than that just like you are such a selfish human being you probably don't put the carts back in the parking lot either and you're done with them. Oh, you're you a bad do, person. You're a bad man. Oh yes, I
0: absolutely do. They have a job for that. Oh my oh, god! I'm just oh, kidding. Don't. I wanted to push buttons to see what <laughs> they could do. I put mine back. I put mine back. <laughs> Oh my dude, I
2: was about to throw a clot.
1: <laughs> I know we were going to wrap it up here, but I, I want to uh, ask this question. Katie, one of our Katie's one of our mods and one of our oldest friends in the, uh, in the Lorefort community here. She asked a great question. She goes, how would you feel about it being randomized? Right? Like you have bosses that they are in different order or something like that, or maybe you get a boss in a dungeon that you weren't expecting somehow. You know, you build that in there as like something that works within the story. You don't know what you're going to get on the raid.
2: Yeah, and Firebrand actually said similar, something very, uh, very similar. Why not have the order shift? That would really keep you on your toes. You go in thinking that you can coast till the end, and you run into a room and boom, the big bad is staring at you in the face way earlier than you
0: expected. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. (laughs) Isn't the Dungeons and Ashes supposed to change like that, though? Like, isn't it supposed to... I have to go back and look over it again, but...
1: So in the divine nodes, you can get the catacombs in the metropolis of the divine node. There is going to be procedurally generated catacombs that will change and there is going to be stuff under there. That's about all I know as far as like changing dungeons. But that would Hmm. be a thing, right? Like where you really don't know what you're going to run into. Yeah. See, that's a whole If They dialed that up
0: to like legit life threatening bosses, too. Right. Yeah yeah absolutely that's a show unto itself maybe we should do an episode just on dungeons that'd be a fun time
2: yeah like rate our favorite dungeons and what we what our wishes are for Ash's dungeons we haven't seen a whole lot of them yeah no you know, kidding
0: huh if not any, any yeah
2: thing kind of saw Carfin but yeah that's true not a whole lot of it
0: All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us here. This was Lore Forge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. If you enjoyed yourself, let us know. This truly means the world to us. This kind of lets us know where we stand, how we're doing, what you like, what you don't like. In other words, leave us a review. Take a couple of minutes, if you would, please, on your uh, podcast app of choice. And uh, let us know how we're doing for you. For every written five-star review that we get on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your review right here on the show. And don't forget... You can always call us at 516-875-1776. Try to keep your voicemails around a minute or less if you want to play it on the show. And you can email us, loreforgedhq at gmail.com. Sonny. You can find us at
1: loreforged.com to find links to all of our stuff, including the YouTubes. And that is at youtube.com slash at loreforged. So go check out... All of the ashes of creation content on YouTube. Frankly, there's a lot of people that are doing stuff out there. Thank you to Nice Gaming for uh, the Kotor question today. And he is also available on YouTube. So that's a free plug for him. Free. (laughs) Twitch.tv slash. Do do we charge for that? No, we sure don't. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) We make no money from this. We make it sound like
0: we won a a competition where a bunch of people had to compete for the free plug on our show.
1: What was it that you used to say at the beginning of this the official podcast of Loreforge.com
0: Look I just want to say something to everyone Who's listening and watching As a caster over time you learn of the stupid things You say and the things you should no longer Say that are stupid that is called a growth. I found some during the first five episodes of Loreforged. <laughs> stupid is uh, stupid does, sir. So Sorry good. to interrupt, Sonny. Please continue. So, so good. <laughs>
1: Anyways, go to twitch.tv slash loreforgedhq uh, where you can see this show and you can see me streaming during the day. And Cash apparently is getting excited to do some streaming. Cash, you want to give him a, like a little teaser of what you're
2: thinking about doing on Twitch? I'll just tell him I'm going to probably take some Bring some of my wood burning projects to uh, to Twitch and you know, just Hello. Talk ashes while I do some Ashes of creation themed wood burning projects That's right go. So if you haven't seen any
1: of Cash's wood burning Stuff then you are going to be in for a treat Because it is super cool And he's Thank going to you. do it under the same Philosophy that we do the stream During the day on which is You got a question about ashes We're happy to try to talk about it We don't always have the answers but we sure will talk uh patreon patreon.com slash loreforgedhq if you're a member of our patreon we thank you we thank you so graciously and we reward you by allowing you early access to literally everything we do and on top of that you get the state of the owl which is our once a month uh behind the scenes just kind of chill out podcast where we have a good time and and kind of kick back
2: cash Friends, come and join our Discord. We've actually been having some really, really good discussions in uh, in our Discord recently, and we've been playing some games together, which has been cool. And some of the um, we've had a lot of old friends there, and then we have a lot of new friends that are coming in and just not being shy at all. They're they're jumping right in and just shucking it up and playing games and stuff, and it's actually been a really a lot of fun. So uh, it's it's for everybody. So it doesn't matter if you're interested in joining our guild later, if you just want to come in and talk ashes, if you just want to kind of peek in and see what's going on, then please do so. It is for fans of Ashes of Creation. Hop on in and check it out. You can follow us on X. Jibs is at Jibs IRL. Myself is at Cash Quests. Sunny is at U of Coruscant. And most importantly, don't forget to follow the show at Loreforged HQ. We do have some new Discord members this week. We want to say a very fond welcome to the family, to Gaul, Voicemaster, Doc Dealbreaker, and EJ Paladin. And we have uh, some cool videos going out on YouTube every single week. So come check those out. They're getting, they're getting more interesting. I think we're finding our stride a little bit with our, our YouTube videos and just uh, going no holds barred with them.
0: Oh, can so, I tease something? Yes, Ooh. you can, buddy. Ooh. <laughs> Please do. So we are doing something. We're concepting it right now. And it's not. it's going to be a YouTube video. They'll be coming out in the future, but it's something we've never done. Uh, something I don't think that I think the last time it was attempted in the ashes space was three years ago and I think it was in German or Dutch uh, but it, it, it's a totally different spin on it and so we're it's something new and it's uh it's definitely lore so we'll we'll leave it at that but anyway there's a lot of time and effort concepting what works what doesn't work into this and so we hope um, yeah you enjoy when it comes out extremely cryptic. <laughs> I'm just
2: going to throw it out there. It is going to be sick. And Jibs is doing the first one, and I cannot wait to hear the finished product. It's going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, we don't just, like, we don't just do things on a whim. Like, a lot of these things go through, like, weeks of us bantering back and forth and deciding yeah. what it's going to be. So when we come out with something new, we're usually pretty excited about it. Yeah, and this Well, is all the patrons no will get
0: the first proofs, too, when we're going through the through the stuff. Like, Try. hey, what is this working? They'll let me know. <laughs> They'll let us know. <laughs> but... Anyway, sorry. just want to jump in with that. This was a fun show. This I really enjoyed show. this show. This it's is a good, good show. Friends, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, I'm sorry. I just mowed right over you, I just ran <laughs> no, over you. i I ran I over the car you and I apologize just <laughs> shift as I wh- ran <laughs> over
2: you you're used to it
0: Vin Diesel on the gas That's, that,
2: is, that is both of your relationships <laughs> being, <laughs> being friends with me it will at one point run you over
0: <laughs> Oh, friends have a great week in gaming we love you stay safe stay awesome see you next week here on Lore Forged peace love and honeybees safe travels adventurers